episode of a podcast about music, which, if you're new here, is a podcast about music. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. My God, what what ha- what has happened to you over the past week? Logan, you know, I noticed <clears throat> that your voice has gotten a lot deeper over our year plus that we've been doing this program, and I just yeah. realized that I uh, I better I better get on board. So I'm going with a a gravelly sort of scratchy voice. Um, I've been sitting around the campfire for a little too long, around yeah. the old wood fire, too long voice. It's like caveman ASMR. That's pretty pretty it's tough. Nice if you ask me, I'm pretty tough, you know. Yeah, leather jacket type <laughs> wearing guy. How you been, Eric? Pretty good there, Logan. How about still you? Still in still in character, I say. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm good. Um, I figured. To make it a little more interesting this week, I would ask you a question, and then you could obviously reciprocate if oh, you'd like. Logan, are you introducing a new segment? Not really. <laughs> I just for no other reason than I don't want to name it and then be held to it for yeah. the next few weeks. Eric, describe without giving any specific names or anything yeah. like that. Describe your ideal vacation spot. Ooh. So what would it have? Not like where on earth no, would it be? No, I understand. Dream hmm. vacation spot. Okay. Well, I think, Logan, Yeah. when you ask me this question, I'm going to describe my dream vacation getaway that I could, um, you know, let's say I had a uh, another house, a summer house, winter house type thing. Sure, yeah. I think, and it's probably no secret to you, I would love to have a house on a lake that could be enjoyed year-round for summer water sporting. Mm-hmm. A lake that you could drive a uh, boom, speedboat for yeah, water skiing, etc. Well, yeah. not necessarily. I'm not drug running. Oh no, no, just no, looking just to pull pull a couple water skiers. You know what I mean? All. Sure, yeah. Um, you remember Crockett and Tubbs? No, never yeah, heard of it. Miami Vice. I've heard of Miami Vice. Yeah, that's for another time. Sure. So, to answer your question fully, a nice lake house, boat out back, friends and family, water skiing. I know the kids love to tube these days. However, this house on this lake would ideally be in a setting, in a locale, in a northern mountainous region Mm. for skiing in the winter. Wow. So... A year-round getaway to be enjoyed by friends and family alike. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not lending it to family when I'm not there. <laughs> I think that's a good way to get your house trashed. Yes. But what I'm saying is something you could use year-round. Great. That's that's a very yeah. nice idea. Perhaps in um, California, perhaps Nevada, perhaps Colorado. Perhaps Washington State, perhaps uh, the Green Mountains of Vermont, perhaps the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Wow, do those exist? I don't know. I see you've actually perhaps Maine probably given thought to this outside of the show. It's got to be a warm enough lake in the summer. Mm-hmm. It can't be too chilly, especially as you know we get older. Yeah. You're very sensitive to the cold water. Chilly lakes are bad lakes. Yeah. In certain contexts. But there's certainly wonderful skiing nearby lakes around this country. Yeah. So Lake thanks Tahoe for asking. Anyone? No. Yeah. Lake Tahoe is a, a little uh, extreme version. It's a big lake, you know? Yeah, I'm sure little, they're skiing by it, A little it, though, prohibitively right? pricey as well. 
But it's a possibility. That's a definite On vacation, there's no buzz, uh, budget either. <laughs> Do you say possibility? Yeah. Or the possibilities are endless when you're at Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, hey, tell Logan. me when with that cheese. Am I right? <laughs> Logan. Yeah. Um, tell me about your ideal vacation. This is an interesting question because... I enjoy going on vacation, but I don't like the travel part of it at all. And well, I mean, it's sometimes fun. May but I just? It gets pretty tiresome. I'm sorry, just very quickly no, interrupt to clear up one point for our listeners. In the um, British Isle area, mm-hmm. when we say vacation, we mean holiday. We mean holiday. What you would call yeah. going on holiday. Yeah. Just, just going somewhere other than your house. Yeah, and I guess also some of the English um, influences around the earth, some of our other English-speaking friends in non-English-speaking countries probably would call it holiday as well. Yeah, probably. So that's what we're talking about. Holiday, vacation, you know, college, some university, folks like, whatever. Some folks like to get away and take a holiday from the neighborhood, you know? Pack a flight to Miami Beach. Yeah, or Hollywood. So I'm going to take a Greyhound. Yeah? Where? On the Hudson River line? Because I'm in the New York state of mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Joel. Folks, not we're, who we're talking, we're about, not talking about him today at all, but that reminds me. Did you hear just recently, um, I believe it was his daughter shared the story that he actually wrote that whole song on a Greyhound bus returning up north to a home he had north of the city. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a wonderful yeah. story well, to think of Billy Joel in the back of a Greyhound bus. Yeah, simpler times. Tell me more to about think your... of anyone in the back of a Greyhound bus nowadays is kind of frightening, to be honest. <laughs> but I'll tell you about my dream vacation. Seriously, spot. please. It's interesting because I definitely like being removed from society, but at the same time, I like to have <clears throat> the amenities of the modern city or um, modern suburban towns. So I have two spots for you i don't know if that's breaking the rules but spot number one kind of like your idea near a lake but not on a lake and i'll explain why i'd like to be in the middle of the woods absolute middle of the woods so when you step out of your house it's silent and you've got wi-fi you got satellite or whatever the heck so you can ideally would you like um a security team and a perimeter fence no you want to just trust that you're out there safely i mean in vacation land there aren't going to be any trespassers no perfect world middle of the woods right big enough house to have a few guests over for game night whatever um but it's definitely like the type of thing where you could drive and obviously but it's not a paved road it's dirt road my other my other vacations by the way close enough to a lake where you could like walk there but it would be a long walk I you see. might want to take like a go-kart or something not a go-kart like a golf cart or now, something besides game night what other activities would you like to have your dream house outfitted with foosball pool table definitely. pool table ping pong table how about a nice swimming pool out back no because it's in the middle of the woods i feel like a ton of leaves would drop because i'm thinking like yeah. huge pine trees you could have an indoor pool around. I could, but I feel like 
maintenance would be pretty difficult yeah. apparently in vacation land the pool still breaks from time to time i feel like i would want a huge bonfire out back i was wondering yes yeah not big enough to like burn down the entire forest start a national disaster mm-hmm. but definitely big enough to um have a cu- couple of friends and family around that fire and yeah have a real good time would you do like a um a gas grill for dinner no definitely maybe a charcoal charcoal grill yeah. okay mm-hmm. now i'm just spitballing here but mm-hmm. would you consider out in that beautiful yard of yours that i'm seeing right now a really high-end treehouse yes livable treehouse. livable oh livable. i was thinking more of like a platform sort of deck where you'd be out under the stars or the sunny skies there's a portion of that livable treehouse where there's it's like ewok oh okay. level yeah treehouses if anyone's seen return of the jedi which if you, if you haven't, haven't get out of listening. here yeah um but that's the type of treehouse i'm describing my other vacation destination would be in a busy metropolitan no kidding possibly where uh the transfer of power might be taking place like a washington dc you- are you talking about Maybe the, the birthplace. You mean in the district? Yeah. Uh, maybe the birthplace of an influential R&B and former church vocalist. Yeah. Soul maybe. singer. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Just maybe the birthplace of Marvin Gaye. Who are we talking about today? Just him. Marvin Gaye. We are? Yeah. That's an uncanny coincidence. I know, because I didn't even know until the producers handed me that slip right now. Guess what? We're talking about Marvin Gaye this week. I'm excited about this one. Thank you. There's a lot I didn't know about this man, which nearly everything I did not know about this man until you informed me just a few minutes ago. Yeah, we always like to talk about the guy beforehand, so we at least have some idea of who we're talking about. Of course, I researched him beforehand, so this should be a fun episode. Logan, yeah, I'd guess <clears throat> that a name like Marvin Gaye is one of those names that... Now, maybe I'm just making assumptions I shouldn't, but I'd guess that's one of those names nearly everyone of a certain age group in America anyway. Everyone knows the name Marvin Gaye. Yeah. But they also know a lot of his songs there's you'd have a hard time finding many humans of the correct age group in this country who couldn't just sing along to half a dozen marvin Gaye songs but i'm guessing that most of us couldn't really tell you much about marvin Gaye, and most of us couldn't tell you that those songs that we know and love so much are marvin Gaye songs i'm just guessing here no yeah you're absolutely correct and um i'd actually love to tell you about marvin Gaye now I'd love to hear it. Marvin Gaye was a soul singer and songwriter with Motown in the 1960s and 70s. He produced his own records and often addressed controversial themes. He was born in Washington, D.C. on April 2nd, 1939. Gaye was raised under the strict control of his father, Reverend Marvin Gaye Sr. Throughout his childhood, Marvin Gaye often found peace in music, mastering the piano and drums at a young age. Until high school, his singing experience was limited to church revivals, but soon he developed a love for R&B and doo-wop that would set the foundation for his career. In the late 1950s, Gay joined a vocal group called the New Moonglows. 
The new what? Moon glows. Moon glows. Yeah. Any of that prior knowledge for you, or was that all it's new? It's all new information. April 2nd, 1939. Yep. I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Great. Straight facts. Um, Marvin Gaye's first certified hit under his own name wouldn't come until 1962, but his early years at Motown were, were full of behind-the-scenes success. Logan, 1962 yeah. is pretty early on. He's, what, 23 years old in 1962. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty incredible. 23? Yeah. Yep, 23. All right. He was a session drummer for Motown legends such as Little Stevie Wonder. Little Stevie Wonder. Really? Let me see. Nope, Stevie Wonder. I don't know why. Were you just thinking of Little Steven? No, it. Um, the source that I'm using for this particular piece of information says Little Stevie Wonder. Maybe at some point it's in his life he went by that. He's not a small guy, though, I don't think, Stevie I Wonder. thought he was tall. Yeah. Anyway, he was um, a session drummer for Stevie Wonder, The Supremes, The Marvelettes, and Martha and the Vandellas. Wow, that's so interesting. Studio drummer, you said. Session drummer. Yeah, well, session basically drummer. Basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah, wow. I believe Ringo was a session drummer before he joined the Beatles as well. That's how that's, they found him. That's a little more surprising to me, but I don't want to go into my issues I have with I think Ringo. I know why you think it's surprising. <laughs> that's a conversation for when we revisit the Beatles. Showing his stripes as Motown's renaissance, man. Gay went on to break into the top 40 for the first time on his own in 1962 with his solo single, Hitchhike. Oh, really? Yeah. In 1970, inspired by escalating violence and political unrest over the Vietnam War, Gay wrote the landmark song, What's Going On? Despite clashes with Motown over the song's creative direction, the single was released in 1971 and became an instant smash. And Logan, you said he wrote that song? Yeah. I noticed, as we'll talk about later, that some of his biggest hits... He did not write. There were songwriting teams behind him in Motown. Yeah, as many artists oh, usually sure, have. absolutely. The success of What's Going On prompted Marvin Gaye to take even more risks, both musically and politically. When it was released in the spring of 1971, the What's Going On album served to open Marvin up to new audiences while maintaining his Motown following. Through the most of the mid-1970s, Marvin was touring, collaborating, or producing. Working with Diana Ross and The Miracles, he put off releasing another solo album until 1976. He continued touring after release of I Want You in 1976 and after scoring a number one hit in 1977 with the dance single Got to Give It Up, he released his last album for Motown Records, Hear My Dear, in 1971. 78, excuse me. No kidding. I was thinking that he released some albums as late as 1984. No? Maybe um, um, maybe he released I think more songs I'm, then. I'm not talking about all of his albums. Sure. All of his songs. Naturally, yeah. it would take way too long. I'll tell you one interesting thing. Yeah, please. I don't know any of those songs you just mentioned, but I know really? that I'm familiar with a lot of his other songs. Yeah. I can't wait to hear some of your song suggestions we'll today. absolutely have to go in-depth in our song suggestions in just a few moments. I'd like to talk about his last few days and his interesting dynamic with his father. Yes. Despite his successful comeback in the 1980s, Marvin Gaye struggled badly with the substance abuse and bouts of depression that had plagued him for most of his life. After his last tour, he moved into his parents' house. 
There, he and his father fell into a pattern of violent fights and quarrels that related and recalled conflicts that had haunted the family for decades. Related to, I guess, but it does, didn't have that too in there. On April 1st, 1984, one day before his birthday, Marvin Gaye Sr., which was his father, shot and killed Marvin Gaye after a physical altercation. The father claimed he had acted in self-defense, but would later be convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Tragic, tragic yeah. end. And it's so unfortunate because Marvin Gaye was really quite young at the time. And it always seems that legends die young in music and the huh. arts, and it really holds true with this story. What year was that, 1984? 84. So one year before he would have turned... Public math, 45? 45, yeah. Or I was say, 40... No, he would have turned 45 the following day. He was born in 39. Day. Yeah. Yeah. One day before mm-hmm. his 45th birthday. Wow. Anyway. What an incredible musical stint he had when he was still <laughs> able to perform, if you catch my drift. He had so many hit songs, and so many that you've heard, but might not even know it was him. And I I'd think like to tell you about those. his influence on other soul, R&B oh singers, rock yeah. and roll singers, many pop, his influence is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Monumental. Monumental huge influence i I, mean this guy was absolutely legendary for the um yeah for the music industry back then i'd I'd be interested to know how many musical artists today put him at the top of their influence list probably a lot probably logan a lot you're right about that definitely a lot yeah my first song suggestion is a little basic but it is definitely necessary and that is ain't no mountain high enough by marvin Gaye. Love this song. Never knew it was Marvin Gaye. Beautiful song. This is song. what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Logan. Yeah. There's a song that I love by Jerry Garcia, mm-hmm. formerly of The Grateful Dead. Everyone knows that I really love The Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, when he would play with his Jerry Garcia band, one of their mainstays was How Sweet It Is mm-hmm. to Be Loved by You. Never knew that that was actually a Marvin Gaye cover. So yeah. that's one I'd like to throw out there. Um, is To Be Loved By You in parentheses? Because I'm writing this down so we can put it in the show notes. I'll I, find out pretty quickly. I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll fact check that for you. No, while I got it right here. about your next song suggestion. Yeah, it is in parentheses. James Taylor covered it. Oh, yes. Michael Buble covered it. Um, you know, those types of We don't need to artists. talk about Michael Buble on this program, if you don't mind. I know you were a big fan back in about was, third grade. I was, well, yeah, for like one Christmas song, and I'm sorry that it happened. Was that because your teacher was a big Buble fan and played it for your class? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> like some old, uh, I'm on the off chance that she's listening. I mean, if she's She's not old at all. Alive. She retired very young, I'll tell you that much. She was easily probably mid-60s. She's a very nice woman. I want to tell you all a nice story about this woman who, if she's listening, will be very touched that Logan still remembers this story. Very low chance that she's listening. But continue, please. We're not going to say her name. If you know, you know. I'm sure there are people listening right now that were in my uh, third grade class of elementary school. And if you were, shout out to you because, you know, Yeah. thanks for being in that class. Sure. But I'll tell you this much. She was a very kind teacher to you, Logan. Yes. 
to where she actually came and attended one of your soccer games. Yep, a little embarrassing. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That's a nice story about a nice teacher. You know, a lot of grown-ups look back and think about teachers that affected their life in a good way. And maybe she's one that you'll look back on fondly and realize that she um, helped make you who you are. I don't know if she actually did help me become who I was, but she definitely taught me everything I learned in third grade. I don't remember anything I learned in third grade off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, thank you for teaching me, I guess. is If I could say one thing to her, that's what it would be. That's very nice. Yeah, it was her job, and she did it well. Logan, um, you're familiar with the author Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah. I think most of our listeners are as well. He did a lot of speaking engagements, sort of guest professorships at a lot of colleges, did a lot of summer workshops. He did a lot of teaching, and a lot of times he would end his lectures by asking everyone in the room to turn to someone sitting next to them, and all at once say the name of a teacher that meant something to them. Yeah, well, I mean, he taught at, I mean, he didn't teach, but he presented at, like, universities and stuff, right? Yeah, he did teach also. But yeah, it was it was a nice idea. He loved to do that. He thought it was great That's for nice you to reflect him. back on a teacher that changed your life. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking down. I'm putting yeah. all the links in for songs that I have yet to suggest, but if I do have your permission, I'd love to suggest a few more. Please do. I would like to suggest Is That Enough by Marvin Gaye. Very nice song. Don't know that one either. What's Going On, which we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah, I'm familiar with um, What's Going On by the, um, what's the band called? Four Non Blondes? Yeah. For, yeah. Um, which was a very short-lived band I learned the other day. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's an entirely different song. But I could be wrong. I'd be very surprised to find out that's his song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look that up. Sure. While you're doing whatever you are doing over there. Yeah. I'm, truth be told, yeah. peek behind the curtain. I am writing the episode description right now. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about regarding Marvin Gaye or truthfully anything before we move into our next fun topic called Really Fake? Um, Fan favorite. Let's see. Uh, I might like to suggest another song, actually. Yeah, please. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're digging deep into the Marvin Gaye catalog... Oh my gosh. Funny. Really quick. Yeah. I just started writing. This week, Eric and Logan dive deep into (laughs) the life and legend of Marvin Gaye. Dive deep, digging deep. That's funny. Yeah. You won't have to dive very deep, though to find mm-hmm. the iconic I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Oh, I just suggested Did that. Did you suggest that already? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that, if I somehow hallucinated myself saying that. or like That could be a um, double feature. That could be a result of me not paying attention when you were speaking, and for that I apologize. Yeah, that's okay. I've had my fair share of um, multitasking on this show. But that I would also say... Everyone knows that Never song. Never knew it was him. Everyone knows that song. I'm sure a lot of people could tell you 
that it was a Marvin Gaye song, but I know a lot of us could not. So it's really exciting to to see how many legendary songs were yeah. his. Well, in that case, um, you're busted for not listening. Busted. But I hope you're not going to be busted for not listening because we're going into one of our most important segments ever created, real or fake. Here we go. Eric, we're back. Nice to be here, Logan. Thank you. I mean, nice to be here, Logan. Thanks for having me. Um, hi guys, welcome back to Real or Fake. Um, the internet's top fake news story challenge segment, hosted by us. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. Thought I'd mix up the um transition today with that song and kind of spitballing some ideas in terms of what I could say on air. So I guess that was fun. Logan, I'd like to um let you know that I did some research since our last segment. Cool. And the song What's Going On by Marvin Gaye is a very different song than What's Going On by Four Non Blondes. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. Completely different song. Just wanted well, to get that out there. Thank you for pairing that up. That is real. Yes. That is not fake. Are you sure? Yep. Because there can be bouts of fraud in this um, in this segment. So just wanting to have everything as truthful as possible, I guess. You want to go first this week? Or I would love to? to. I would love to. Yeah, why don't you go first? Um, you know that I like to um, tie my real or fakes to a common theme, which has been the moon recently. Yeah. Not today, Logan. You're so in love with the moon, I've today, noticed. Today, it's scientific breakthroughs. Now, I asked you earlier if you would kindly um, set your personal electronic device down on the table for this segment because I, I get the feeling that sometimes Logan's fact-checking I'm definitely not fact-checking real or you fake. ever because how do you suppose the podcast goes out so quickly if I weren't writing the show notes and adding tags and putting in sponsored themes for us while we were doing the show? It would take um, I believe the word I would used to describe that is very sus whoa which is what the kids recently the kids um have shortened the word suspicious to be sus or suspect to be sus yeah well the fact that you know this terminology is very sus yep so can i expect to hear the words moderna or pfizer in your breakthroughs no nope. thank god all right no those, I've been hearing uh, almost too much about them for the past few days. The validity of their real or fake is going to play out. Going to play out on the world stage over the next year, my friends. Podcast about truthful things presented Logan, by the world. We're not doing fake news here. We're doing real or fake. I'm going to hit you with Techn- two news stories. We're doing fifty percent fake news. Two news stories. Right. One of which is real. One of which is fake. And. They come this week, both stories, coincidentally, from the New York Post. Cool. Some would argue not the most valid news source, but I'm I'm just quoting what I'm reading. Logan, story number one from the New York Post from just a couple days ago. Scientists have made a tremendous breakthrough. They believe 
they have found a way to reverse aging. Really? Have you heard about this one? No. Good. I'm intrigued. You're never going to guess how. Was that a challenge? No. Um, (laughs) Scientists in uh, Tel Aviv at Tel Aviv University, which is in what country? Mm. Israel. Israel. Right. Correct. That's what I meant. They have been doing what they call oxygen therapy on a large uh, test subject group of elderly people. They are, um, from what I gather, bringing people of certain advanced ages, ranging from 35 to 64, into um, a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Cool. They let them breathe pure oxygen in a pressurized environment. So you're basically getting a lot more oxygen into the blood than you ever normally would in our environment with our percentages of oxygen as well as um, this air pressure. I feel like that would be pretty dangerous to get 100% oxygen. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd sign up for this trial. No, me neither. But um, they place in the chamber for 90 minutes a day, five days a week for three months. And there's certain benchmarks of their cells, words that I can't pronounce, and they've seen all these um, parameters basically reverse um, between 20 and 37%. So whatever numbers they're checking on these different cells, the numbers indicate um, anti-aging. They're actually successfully making people younger. Well, if by their definitions, if that um, makes people appear younger or makes them feel younger and actually makes them younger, I'd say that's a pretty impressive breakthrough. I need to reference Kurt Vonnegut one more time in this story. I'd love if you did. Frightening. Absolutely frightening is this story. If we reverse aging and too many people take advantage of this um possibility yeah we've we've got a serious problem on our hands overpopulation wise or what oh yeah yeah hopefully we'll be able to safely colonize mars by then um yeah that's an interesting possibility as well but i'm not Mm -hmm. sure it really helps olive garden mars how do you feed all these people not all the olive gardens on earth olive garden (laughs) obviously unlimited cheese I would um, and breadsticks. I would direct you all to Kurt Vonnegut's short story that I cannot remember the name of. It was named Olive Garden Mars. No, it should have been at Mars. But we're family. In this story, they had solved the aging issue, so everyone lived forever, mm. and so no one was allowed to have a child because the Earth was at capacity. I mean, it makes you feel lucky you were there when it happened, instead yeah. of like not there you know what i mean folks not next, born yet next well. week i'm gonna arrive um fully equipped with the information and recommend that story it's a quick read wonderful idea but it frightens me this news story i just read to you i have an idea also for that reason if you would like before we go into weekly wisdom after you read your second story and i read mine um you could just search it and then you could tell us at the end of the episode so stick around until the end and you might hear what story eric is referencing maybe maybe not yeah, it's a possibility. That's story number one. Sounds a little unbelievable, but I will keep an open mind as you tell me your second story. Second story, similar, also from the New York Post. Mm-hmm. 
also scientific breakthrough related and i would argue even more frightening okay um according to the new york post's london office which they do have one surprisingly seems pretty counterintuitive a team led by marcella stafford a biology phd student at oxford university um, this team led by her claims to have created life out of something not living as in people have speculated for years i was gonna say if if these theories of evolution on earth are correct and um life didn't make its way here via asteroid which of course to a lot of the scientific community is becoming a more likely explanation but if there was over time some sort of spontaneous life that happened a very very simple cellular form formed out of some sort of oil globule however you say that word concoction whatever it is whatever ideas they're tossing around these days these evolutionists um scientists have been trying to duplicate this to prove the theory i'm sure they have so they claim to have created life a very simple single-celled organism believed capable of reproduction not unlike an amoeba cool. in in a laboratory or as they would say in a lab laboratory laboratory yeah. what's most interesting is if you want to call it the ingredients they used for this um, creation of life food grade canola oil the dna of a snail well then i mean um just the dna well a centrifuge and an incubator to keep this i guess warm keep it incubated no kidding over the next several weeks, it says she'll be validating her data in front of the international science community, probably via Zoom. Yeah. And then publishing the groundbreaking feat in the Biology Journal of Northern Europe sometime next summer, ideally, if everybody believes what she is claiming to have accomplished is true. Wow. So, too frightening scientific breakthrough stories that would be cool if it were real because that story is fake how do you know that it just seems unlikely and i would have heard about it about the canola oil snail incident of 2020 you mean it just sounds unlikely you're correct great um i'm thrilled for a number of reasons number one it keeps up my winning streak and number two i'm not sure what winning streak you're talking about but we don't need to keep track However small it may be, it's still there. And um, number two, um, I feel like that'd be kind of frightening for the future. I think we're getting good at um, seeing the other's tells. Yeah. You play much poker, Logan? Never in my life. Oh, we played a little back well, in yeah. early quarantine. Just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like not casual. I mean, that was literally the definition of casual poker. Yeah, not for money or anything. No. This week, our stories come to us from Santa's Workshop. This first story comes to us from UPI.com. Eight of the most gobbledygook holiday gifts of 2020. Number one, heated socks. Number two. Um, I just saw that one recently in a Sharper Image magazine, hmm. funny enough. Number two, a singing trash can. So like when you press on the thing, it comes and up and what, it starts singing. What is this list again? Uh, 
hated the most gobbledygook holiday gifts of 2020. What does gobbledygook mean? I have no idea. Okay. But I can search Sounds it fun. if you'd like. Um, number three, bacon deodorant. No. Yeah, number four, an astronaut cat sweater. Number five, a finger skateboard, which I've actually seen. It's like tiny. You can run it on your desk and stuff. Number um, six. One, two, three, four. Five. Number six, edible coronavirus masks. <laughs> Number seven, magnetic pants and chair combo. So I'm guessing that aligns you and like good posture and stuff. And number eight, movie scent cartridges for an oil diffuser. So you pop in this cartridge, maybe it's like Forrest Gump themed or whatever, and then oh. your house starts smelling like that while you watch the movie. It's like an essential oil diffuser diffuser uses. does it change throughout the movie to no it's like one theme it's one scent let's think of i'll think of a movie that so has like, like a theme, like charlie and the chocolate factory for right. instance chocolate scented diffuser you put that in and it kind of sets the mood for the whole movie you you almost had me with this one but two of those sound absurdly silly what that one about your diffuser as well as your edible coronavirus masks but as you were this is a gobbledygook episode, I suppose. Yeah. Number two comes from us. Comes to us from HuffPost. I'm getting all gobbledygook just saying that. From HuffPost. Ten weird Christmas gifts almost as bizarre as the year 2020. No fact-checking here. Oh, I'm not fact-checking at all. Okay. Ten bizarre Christmas gifts? Yeah. Okay. You, you... I'm looking up the Kurt Vonnegut book for Okay. You. I'll trust you. Yeah. Number one, an elf costume for a bearded dragon. Elf costume for a bearded dragon? Isn't that a, uh animal? Yes. Okay. Number two, a pooping flamingo toy. Pooping? Yes. Okay. You're going to have to um, gonna have to bleep that out yeah. in post. Um, number three, a candle that smells like a dumpster fire. Okay. Number five, a cat DNA test. Okay. Number six, a stuffed plague doctor. Stuffed plague doctor. Yeah, the guys who had or yeah, guys, I guess yeah. that had the big long nose masks in yeah, I, I saw the olden days. Um, I forget who it was, but someone's um, in-home nurse on the Insta over Halloween was wearing one of those. Yeah, number six, an LED smart mask. <laughs> number seven, a dabbing Squidward statue. Number eight, Christmas tree dress. Number nine, a pooping Santa wine stopper. And number ten, <laughs> a self-sanitizing phone case. Uh, you kinda a couple of those, I bet think. But you kind of wish both those stories really were true. Great stories. I guess I'm going to have to guess. I guess I'm going to have to guess that the second story was untrue. That you made up some of those silly gifts. So this story I just read was false. Correct. HuffPost. Incorrect. Um, thankfully, there is a cat DNA test that you can administer to your cats. So all of those were true, huh? So what you're telling me is that off the top of your head, you invented the edible he, mask. Yeah. What I'm interested in maybe actually seriously pursuing, because I feel like there would be, if not very small, but there would be a market for this. I feel like it kind of be like an as seen on TV product that wouldn't really gain much traction. Once I'm right. saying, I'm nervous of saying it now because 
on the off chance that someone listening has the means to do this, they're going to take my idea and then it becomes successful or whatever, but I'll say it. Right. Um, I'd be interested in making an oil diffuser drop or whatever, or like a concoction that could actually go into like a home oil diffuser. And obviously we'd sew on on the side that were movie themed, specially curated smells for like the overarching theme of the movie. So as I said, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory would be like chocolate scented and um, the, the, um, the scents would be themed like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory scent would be called like charlie's chocolate uh, sounds kind of disgusting actually. so this is your idea yeah I, all i'm saying is that i feel like if we could actually get that going it might be a successful product shark okay. tank type product but um yeah that was the only one that i was actually proud of myself for thinking of i'm sure it might actually exist eric have you found that Kurt Vonnegut book before we no, roll into re- uh, weekly wisdom there's one problem logan he, he wrote a lot of short stories yes, he did. with a fairly common theme mm-hmm. of they have figured out how to stop aging for one reason or another. So I will simply direct our listeners to absolutely anything Kurt Vonnegut's ever written. It's all gold. You'll love it. Yeah. Well, that's a nice suggestion. Thank you. Welcome to Weekly Wisdom. Um, probably the best life hack segment ever created. This week, we have a movie theater hack. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone's really going into the theater nowadays. Yeah, a lot of people are, especially in places where they're denying that this thing exists. They sure are. (laughs) Well, once we actually do get coronavirus under control and maybe get a vaccine or whatever, we will be hot to get into the theater again because that was something that we yeah. did on the side of our show for fun. And, of course, we have heard that a lot of theaters have closed permanently. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, you, you might want to scoop, scoop up a theater now. It might come back into style sooner than Yeah, you, you never know. But the life hack of the day. For the best sound in a movie theater, sit two-thirds of the way back and as close to the middle as possible. This is where the audio engineer sits when they do the final mix. So Not that's surprising. going to be the best sound. Did we talk about this the other day? Where you like to sit in a so. movie theater? Because some people really prefer sitting up front. I was very surprised to hear. That's just interesting. Recently. Yeah. I, I can't really believe that. Because, for me at least, it's as far back as I can get in the middle. Yeah, exactly. If Not I, the last row, though. No, second to last row, or third to last row, really, is where it's at. Third to last row... A little left to the middle. Couldn't agree I, I, more. This is my perfect seat. Yes. And if that's not available, dead center um, in terms of how high or low your seats are, mm. maybe a little higher than the middle and then to the right. If you're going to be lower, you want to be to the right. If you're going to be higher, a little to the left is what I found. Well, lucky for you, that doesn't show any signs of some sort of serious um, psychological issue so that's great <laughs> yeah. all right good job <laughs> that's a conversation we can have off air eric it was a pleasure speaking to you about marvin gay this week and i'm looking at the ticker of how long we've been at it it's um i don't know what form of 
time that's referring to. It's, it's bars sort of and beats, mean, I think, because um, we're recording on GarageBand. We're recording on borrowed time, I'll tell you that much. We really are. Um, but I think this might be one of our longest episodes ever. Logan? I'll be interested to find out. I will be giving us the old metaphorical gold star awesome. for, for long semi non-boring podcasts <laughs> today yeah i think our longest episode was eminem and then it was grateful dead eminem came in at 42 minutes and that seems impossibly long oh, to me you but you clocked it at 42 minutes we clocked it at 42 minutes we we clocked it in we did this that's exciting together it's been fun i'm glad we talked about marvin gay i'm sorry uh, that he met his end in such a tragic fashion yeah me too but it also reminds us all that not all is what it seems especially on social media folks oh my gosh everybody's pretending that they're living these wonderful lives and we certainly certainly have the misconception that the rich and the famous have with, it all and with like, all their money couldn't life. be happier it turns out no i bet they could be this human condition affects us all and it's hard you know what yeah if you have netflix watch the social dilemma i watched it. it's a documentary about um i actually got extra credit points for it in school but uh if you watch that it's like a documentary about what social media really does to your brain or whatever and it was excellent and um Every day since, I've only been on Instagram for like a minute in the morning, and that's it. I'm proud of that. So it also helps that I'm not following many people. But there you have it. Social media is not as it seems, if you didn't already know. Nor is anything. Wow. Yeah. Very profound. What I'm saying is don't think you're the only one. You're not alone out there. Well, well, now we're getting deep. Yeah. Well, Don't be afraid to ask for help is all I'm saying. Yeah. Just don't ask us. Or maybe maybe ask us if you have a means of contacting us. Yeah, like the email address you've given out that's an unmonitored email inbox. Apampod1 at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the one. We are not professional therapists, but we will give you advice if you need it. If we know you. And if we don't, then you'll go into spam. And we will ask that you try to find some other way to... um, you know seek help and obviously if it's serious don't ask us anything please ask someone who's actually qualified to give you good advice on that dark no eric it's been real i cannot wait to make history again if this was in fact the longest episode i'll remind all of you to hydrate 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 and we will see you next week